uh oh, you may not have as much in your retirement account as you thought, and you're about to get the data to prove it. Plus, the results of our latest Money Friends poll and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement outside of Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Saul Sihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Only Tiller Money automatically updates Google Sheets or Excel. You choose with your daily spending transactions and account balances. You can try Tiller for free if you just go to the front door, tillerhq.com. But if you decide you like it and you want 20% off, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for money with friends, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. And what's funny, Bobby, is, uh, of course, Paul and I have been here the last couple of days, Paul Ollinger, the comedian and host of the Crazy Money Podcast. And when I first sent him stuff about MWF, he's like, what's MWF? I'm like, money oh with friends. Goodness. And he went, uh, oh, I thought it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which it also yeah, is. But, I know. Uh, yeah. We thought about getting that URL actually online. MWF. Yeah. .com. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That'd be good. But don't take it. Don't take it, don't people. Don't take it. No. Yes. Our, our URL is Money with Friends Podcast, just so you know. Slightly longer. Hey, we've got a short discussion today, though, but an awfully good one about uh, some of the changes that have happened around 401k. So let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Tim from the Faith and Finances podcast. The Money Talking Party Show starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. And Joe, this is um, a headline that I chose, although I do you have, I actually don't have where I got it from. Oh my goodness. Market Watch. Um, Market Watch. Who's the writer, Joe? Alessandra Melito. We read a lot oh, of uh, her I like stuff. her. Yeah. Yes. She's a good writer. She is. And this is a very good piece. And it actually has some revelations that I think our audience is going to like for the most part. Um, I like it. I think of some good stuff here and some changes that I think will help us all plan better and be a little more realistic. So the headline is, you may not have as much in your 401k for retirement as you think. This one number will help you more accurately plan for retirement thanks to the SECURE Act. A $100,000 or even $200,000 balance in a 401k plan might seem like a lofty amount of money, and it is, but it may not mean as much in your retirement as you think. As part of the new SECURE Act, plan sponsors will have to show Americans how their account balances translate into monthly income. The new retirement law, which was passed in December, aims to provide investors with a clearer picture about whether or not they're on track to retire. Quote, and this is a quote from Noel Apkeimer, the co-chairperson of the American Academy of Actuaries Lifetime Income Risk Joint Committee. Okay, that's the title for real. His quote is, it helps people better understand how much money they have in their 401ks. A balance of $100,000 for a married couple could be somewhere around $6,000 a year, he said, or $500 a month. The final monthly figure depends on a few factors, including how far off retirement is and assumed rates of return on those investments. 
Seeing savings as monthly income allows investors to plan their futures better. Most Americans must draw on numerous sources of income in retirement, such as their own savings, pensions, and Social Security. But just a lump sum of money, as retirement savers may often see when looking at 401k statements, gives them a false sense of security, said Tim Walsh, Senior Managing Director of Investing Products for TIAA. The benefit of including an estimated monthly income is it reframes how people think about that, Walsh said. They think about what their monthly income will be in retirement, and if it's not going to be enough, then they can make changes to get to that monthly income. Under the SECURE Act, plan sponsors will need to deliver that monthly figure in their annual statements to investors, but the law did not specify how. Regulators have yet to clarify the guidelines for how plan sponsors will calculate that monthly number, but the goal is to give investors a reference as to where they currently stand and where they would stand in retirement, said Abkemeyer. So, Bobby, there's more to come, but Mm -hmm. right now, the way the law stands, very soon in your 401k statement, you're going to start seeing if this is a monthly income stream you're looking for, this is this is how it would work. I think this is brilliant. I think it's it's going to be equivalent. I don't know if they have this in every state, but in New York State, we have something where uh, restaurants that are of a certain size have to put the calories up on foods that, that they sell. So, for example, I used to love this like a like it's like a lemon frosted um, bread kind of cake that they have at Starbucks. And when I discovered that it's like 500 calories, you know what happened? I switched. And now when I want to treat, I'll go for, there's like a vanilla bean scone that's 120 calories. So you went from 500 to 120 just by having the information. No, this is true. Joe is laughing for people that obviously can't see this. Um, But it's true because the information suddenly changes your behavior. So if you have an account that you see is, you know, in the hundreds of thousands, and it seems like a lot of money, but then you see that monthly, it's only going to be a much smaller number. And you think about what you actually spend per month or what you aspire to spend in retirement that's going to be a great motivator to accelerate your savings, to do more, or to maybe manage your expectations about your retirement. Yeah, at the very least, I'm with you. I think it makes people much more um, aware of of what a realistic number this is. You know, studies show that a lot of people think having a million dollars in a 401k is a lot of money. And yet, you know, if you use the 4% rule, you're looking at a $40,000 a year income, which, which by the way, is a nice amount of money, but that's not, that's not limos and what people think of a lot of people. I think when they think that I've got a million dollars sitting somewhere, I've got seven figures. You know, there's a part of this that I like, and there's a part of this I want to caution people on. The part that I like is what you said, Bobby, which is that we've got this monthly income. The reason that exists is because of the fact that when you get to retirement, now, providers and companies are allowed to offer you an annuity inside of your retirement fund. So in other words, let's say it's $500 a month you're going to get. I'm just pulling a number out of thin air. Uh, if you're going to get $500 a month, the, the, the company will say, would you like this as a lump sum or would you just like it as $500 a month. And then you'll probably get a list of annuity provisions above different ways that you can take it as a lump sum and uh, and make that work for you. In theory, I think this is a good thing, but we've already seen many annuity companies haven't done the right thing. They've stuffed the annuities full of fees and made them pretty ugly. Um, but other annuity companies have done have done uh, some really good stuff. But sadly, I think over the past decade, we've seen, well, even longer than the last decade, we've seen over time, let's put it that way, and more annuity companies have done things that are just 
loading those products with fees than making them what we really want, which is this nice income stream. Yeah, that is. So, so we're talking about something that is a change in the Secure Act, which was recently um, enacted. I don't know if enacted is the right word, but yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying. What I see happening, and I guess this is a glass half full thing, is that because this is drawing new attention to annuities, that maybe this is a market opportunity for somebody who will charge reasonable fees. I'm definitely pro people earning a living. I think anything free uh, is suspicious. If it's truly, if they're saying it's free, there's usually something going on, which is often why these annuities are sold because there's hidden fees that they're not fully disclosed in a way that people really get. Um, so I see this as an opportunity because I do think there's a lot of value for so many people to have annuities. I have relatives that have annuities and it's a wonderful thing because if you live a very long life and you have the right kind of annuity, it's a wonderful safety net to have an income stream indefinitely. So annuities can have a lot of value, but they are so, uh, it's just the, the people selling them are just taking advantage because there's so many hidden fees that that is the, it's not the product itself. It's the way that they're sold. And, and I see this as a, as an incentive it's because a, it's a great market opportunity. If you can sell them at a reasonable take off, take off these ridiculous, uh, uh, commissions. I totally agree. I think that it, it shines a spotlight on something that if we're going to solve the longevity crisis, Bobby, if we're going to solve that, we have to use products that will um, that have experts that let the average person know they're not going to run out of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so having if, when we talk about what an annuity is, if I told you that you could get a monthly check for the rest of your life that you can't outlive, most people would go, yes, I want that. Then you say the word annuity and people go, yeah, no, thank you. Just because they know, they know the reputation that annuities have had. And yet that is the product yeah. that does that thing. So I'm with you. I'm thinking this is a huge opportunity for the annuity industry to clean itself up. And we've already seen some of that stuff. I think um, I've said here before that I went to a conference with uh, MIT professors and uh, most of the large companies that sell annuities where they were getting together and beginning to talk about very, and, and they had some brutal conversations about uh, about how bad their industry is. So they all know what their reputation mm -hmm. is. And um, the good news is they're working on it with longevity experts. That doesn't mean everything's fixed, but it is a step in the right direction to see industry insiders saying, Bobby, the same thing you're saying, that, the, yeah, that it's an opportunity. I, yeah, and I think Gen Xers like ourselves would be interested in them to buy even for our parents' generation or to buy at a younger age for ourselves to use later in life. I mean, I, I just think that they can be a really good part of a total package of a retirement plan. We did yep. put this out to our Instagram audience. If you want to follow us there on Instagram, it's at moneyfriendspod. We'd love to have you participate in our polls, surveys, and quizzes. Tomorrow, we have a really fun quiz coming up. Um, so we asked people, and I, so I, I did this one, and I did not tell Joe what the results were, and I think he's going to get this wrong. I think you're going to be surprised. Okay. The question we asked was, would you rather see your retirement account as one lump sum or as a projection of what you will have on a monthly basis when you retire? So which way do people prefer? Now, in theory, they're going to get both, just to be fair. Sure. But if you had to choose, you know, would you, which one would you rather have, lump sum or monthly income? What did our money friends say? The thing so is- a nice amount of responses. The thing is funny is, is that if I can only get one or the other, 
my problem is if I'm voting for me because I've been in in the, this realm for so long, I'd rather have the number because then I can figure out the monthly income. But I think if I'm the average person, I think about it the opposite. I think I want to know how much I get per month. What does this mean for me monthly? Let's cut to the chase, which for most people, that is the chase. What can I live on with this sum of money? So I'm going to say it's monthly income. So this is a very unusual result for us. And we did, as I say, we got a fair amount of responses. Um, it was, and it moved around a lot in the eight or nine hours that we had that had it out there. Uh, it's 50-50. 50-50, wow. I don't know if we've ever had a straight on exact split. Well, with, and with a, a reasonable amount of people answering, looking at the answers so, too, yeah. they're split. I mean, Vincent says lump sum because there's no way anybody knows how long I'll live. All it takes is one bus, you know. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, yeah, uh, but Mariah okay. on the other side says difficult, difficult to conceptualize and personalize a lump sum. Monthly income is what we're used to, and uh, uh, Trinidad Ashland says easier to plan our finances uh, month by month. In my opinion. Yeah, so they were kind of divided. Yeah, and I am the real spoon. I like that name. Says the That's big Sarah. number's nice, yeah. but it's just a big number. Knowing how it translates is motivating. That's that. that that's what I believe. Knowing what this buys me is what what um, what what that means to me. Yeah, that's good. good. Thanks, guys. In just a second, uh, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaway from today's piece. But while I give Bobby a moment to gather her thoughts, let's talk about our sponsor, Tiller Money. Talk a little bit about how Tiller works. Tiller is your life in a spreadsheet. It automatically updates the spreadsheet with your daily spending transactions and account balances. Listen to this from over 20,000 different financial sources. It gets a ton of uh, five-star reviews. Um, including people like Jed here, who says it's the best personal finance tool on the market. G Suite Review says, I love being able to add my own analysis so everything's in one place. Benedict says, makes dealing with my finances so much easier and faster than anything else. And the reason for that is because of the fact that it is uh, it is a spreadsheet-based program. Normally, I would say spreadsheets sounds complicated. Well, the cool thing is Tiller has a whole community of people that are working on spreadsheets, so you don't have to be a spreadsheet wizard. If you want to kick the tires and check it out, head to tillerhq.com. But if you check it out and you want 20% off, head to tillerhq.com, but put in MWF, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF, and uh, 20% off your annual subscription to Tiller. So thanks to them for supporting Money with Friends. All right. Bobby, what's the, what is the thing? The thing is we think of so many things that we pay out in monthly terms. We pay our rent per month. We pay our car payments per month. We pay our phone bills usually per month and so on. So being able to see income in monthly terms will, in many cases, yes, it's going to be a harsh reality, but it's also a much more relatable and understandable and frankly useful way to see numbers and one that I believe will motivate a lot of us. Good yeah. move. I think if we start off to your point, Bobby, and this is my takeaway, but they're very similar, is if we start off with money as a fuel for your goals, having that extra oomph of how much money does that give me per month, I think it's going to make me save more money. It's because then I can visualize my lifestyle around that money, which most people can't do today. So regardless of the negativity I've saw 
regarding annuities inside the Secure Act from a lot of different places. Um, I I think it's a really good thing. I think it's a super good thing that we can include this monthly number. So, yay! That Secure Act. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> For this part. That does it for today, everybody. Uh, uh, Bobby, how do people find us and participate in the show? Our handle on both Instagram and Twitter is at MoneyFriendsPod. So please follow us there. You can also learn more about the show and our amazing season three cast of Thought Leaders by going to our website, MoneyWithFriendsPodcast.com. And we are uh, building our YouTube channel, our little tiny YouTube channel. So a lot of the time you're going to find us on Facebook. That was where we were the last couple of days with uh, Paul and before that with uh, Bobby and Julian. But today and tomorrow we're going to be on YouTube. So subscribe to our YouTube channel, head to uh, YouTube, put in money with friends and uh, hit the subscribe button so you know when we're going live. All right. That's going to do it for today, right, Bobby? Anything else we got to do? We're good. That's it. Come back tomorrow. We'll be back no, here. Come, yes, come back tomorrow and Monday. Yeah, I was going to say, come back Monday. Come back tomorrow you and look at all the old episodes. Twice. Yes. On behalf <laughs> of Bye. Bobby, I'm Joe. We'll see you next time back here. Bye-bye. <laughs>